Uh, but I want to uh, look at this word flourish uh, this morning. I'm so glad it's flourish. I was thinking, you know, the Lord just gave me this word like that this was a word for 2015 because I was seeking the Lord like, uh, you know, you know what, what, would, what, what would you kind of like have to be the, the core scripture? And when he gave me this word, it was just like, like a cool breeze on a sunny day. I'm so glad it wasn't like plague. Aren't you glad it wasn't that? Like toads. You know, can you imagine, you know, Moses has to go to Pharaoh, you know, and the word for the word of the Lord there is, is like locusts, baby. They're coming. Locusts are coming. The death angel, it's on its way. You know, so I'm glad he didn't say like plague or famine or something like that. I'm glad that it was flourish. It was just like, oh, man, I really don't even know. I didn't really, you know, I didn't, I'm not like, I uh, didn't know the exact definition of the word flourish. But the more you read it, the more you like it. Man, the more I like it, I just keep pulling things out of it. And, man, it gets, gets me excited. So I, I hope uh, that, that it gets you excited. And my, my, my two goals this morning are for, for you to, to, to allow your expectation to rise. I have no idea of what your 2014 entailed. If it was good, if it was bad, if it was a little bit of both like most people. I don't know uh, what, what last year held for you. Uh, uh, so it's, it's hard to, to say, you know, maybe, maybe you're not glad 2014 was over. Maybe that was a, a great year for you and you're just wanting 2015 to carry into it. I don't know what 14 looked like for you, but I'm, I, whatever it was, what, whatever happened, uh, I want you to, you know, the apostle Paul, he says, forget those things which are behind and press forth, reach to those things that lie ahead. Uh, I, you know, I like, uh, Oral Roberts, mother told him, he says, Oral, don't, don't park by your successes and don't park by your failures. In other words, if 2014 was full of failures, don't park there. But if it was full of awesome, don't park there either. Because God was always telling the children of Israel to, to possess the land, right? They would come into this, they come into Jericho, they would possess Jericho, and he'd say, now you've got to keep going. The promised land is still ahead. So whether it was good or not so good, whatever it is, I still this morning, I want your expectation to just begin to rise. That, that you start to, to purpose in your heart. It, 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 I expect to flourish. I don't quite know what that means yet because he hasn't told me. It sounds really good. But I expect, I'm anticipating to flourish. So let's just look at the definition before I get into Genesis chapter 26 this morning. The word flourish, uh, the verb it says to grow or develop in a healthy or vigorous way. I like it already. To grow and develop. Come on, this year, the Lord just, just told me, uh, he says that there'll be people within the church that will grow more in 2015 than they have every other year of their life combined. Come on, that's a good, that's a good word right there. That, that there'll be more growth in this year than every other year of their life combined. But you have to expect that. You have to be looking for that. You have to anticipate that. You have to want that and think about that. That it has to be a desire of your, of your heart. And it may not be every area of your life. You know, it's not like all the facets of your life. You may grow more in all of those than every other year combined. But there'll be areas in your life that at the end of it, you'll say, there was a tremendous growth in my marriage or with my kids or with my business or in my 
relationship with God more so than we've had the past 10 years of our life. Flourish. Come on. He says to grow and to develop in a vigorous way, especially as the result of a particularly favorable environment. In other words, let's say it like this. For you to flourish, it's conditional. It's not automatic. It is conditional, but it says here, the definition says, if you'll be in a particular favorable environment, then the, the propensity for health and growth in a vigorous way is there. Wild plants flourish on the banks of the river. Synonyms are to grow, to thrive, to prosper, to do well, to burgeon, to increase, to multiply, to proliferate. I could have named it any one of those and it would have been good. Burgeon. To spring up, to shoot up, to bloom, blossom, to be fruitful, to burst forth, and to run, riot, flourish, 2014. Now I want to look in Genesis chapter 26, verse number 1, because I want you to expect flourish. But I don't want you to assume that it won't be without opposition or without adversity. If you've got to worship God, there's a few blanks there. The, the first one there, it says, don't assume that for you to flourish, that it will happen without adversity. In other words, the devil wouldn't be a very good devil. If we floated through 2015 on marshmallow clouds and everything was perfect, he, wouldn't we be disappointed in the devil almost? You'd be like, man, that was lousy. That was a horrible job, devil. I mean, I floated through this thing, and the Lord just made it rain. There was gold dust everywhere. It was amazing. Where were you at in 2015? No, we have to anticipate and expect that we're not just going to float through 2014 and flourish like a fat little cow. That's, it's not going to happen without some type of adversity, some type of something. Listen, if I go very long without some opposition, I know I'm not doing something well enough. If, if this building goes up smooth like butter, then it, we didn't build it big enough or something didn't go right because I'm anticipating. Now, I'm not scared. I'm not the devil's around the corner. I don't care if he's around the corner. Because, you know, I come loaded for bear. Hey, Val. Uh, I'm ready if he's around the corner. But I don't, uh, I don't anticipate us. And I don't want you to assume, well, the pastor said the word of the Lord is flourish. Here it comes. It's going to be great. No, you may look out your window at times and feel like he lied to me. He missed it. It was plagues. It was. There's locusts everywhere and they're eating my crops. So just for, for, for this to be the word that I feel like 2015 is going to help define uh, us corporately as a church, but more importantly, you as an individual in your growth with the Lord. Because a building's a building. But you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You're the church. You're what, you're what he died for. But for, So for you to flourish in different facets of your life, it will come with adversity. It will not come easily. I mean, I remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I mean, I remember that story. Get thrown in the fire. Christian, in the fire. They bind them and throw them into a fiery furnace, and yet they flourished in the furnace. 
the, they weren't absent of the furnace because the, they were actually thrown into an adverse situation. But in that situation, the Bible says that, uh, I love it, King Nebuchadnezzar, he says, were there not three that we thrown into the furnace? Who is this fourth man that's in the furnace? Oh, come on, some, oh, I love that. Who is this fourth man? And it seems that he is as the son of God walking with them in the fire. And the only thing that, that, that gets burned on them is the ropes that bound them and they became legends in the middle of adversity they flourished david and you know you got daniel lines then same thing right in the line you imagine closing the door behind that man you know how cats do i can't do it like a lion you know i mean can you imagine they close the door it's not that he it's not that he did he wasn't in there Come on, but God, the angel of God, the Bible says, closed the mouth of the lions. And he flourished. He flourished within the adversity. The Lord gave me this passage of scripture, Genesis chapter 26, verse 1, concerning uh, uh, the... Uh, leading off with with this teaching on flourish and I was a little disappointed whenever I read the first verse the first verse goes something like this there was a famine in the land (laughs) well Lord you want me to lead off with that it's the wrong F Jesus it should say there was a flourish in the land that's what the people want to hear that's the title of the message Jesus not there's a famine in the land I, I don't want that one we want there's a flourish in the land you know what he said keep reading there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham in other words there was two two famines and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. And the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and I will bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give these lands. And I will perform the oath of the promise which I swore to Abraham your father and I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven and I will give to your descendants all these lands and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed he leads off here with there's a famine in the land we we obviously don't know especially coming off the week we just had uh, know a whole lot about famine or being famished you know, we don't experience that a lot in, in America, even if, uh, you know, there are people obviously that go hungry. But, but to have a famine, if you read about the famines in the Old Testament, it would get so bad that they would fight over the horse of a head. I mean, the, 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 a horse's head. They'd eat the whole horse and then they'd fight over the head and they would eat dung. Uh, they would sell dung and eat it. You talk about famine. We, obviously, we've never experienced anything like that. The, the women would fight because there's, you know, you remember the story in the Old Testament where this woman says, we ate my child and, we, and, and it was under the agreement that after we ate mine, then we would eat hers and now she doesn't want to eat her child. Well, no duh. You know, I mean, nobody wants to do that. But obviously, you're talking about extreme situations and circumstances where it hasn't rained for years. Absolute famine in the land. So Isaac, he looks out his window and he sees famine. Looks hopeless. An adverse situation. And yet God tells him, he says, in this land, I'll bless you. In this land, he says, don't go down to Egypt. What's that mean? Well, Isaac knew or Isaac was tempted 
to get out of this place and go to another place because it seemed as if that place, it seems as if Egypt would better serve me and my family. It seems like that relationship over there is better than my current relationship. It seems like that job over there is better than my current job there. But, but the word, this flourish that I want you to know this morning is that your flourish is not due to your circumstances or your situations or your outer appearances. The ability of God for you to flourish it's in you you carry the flourish and you may look out your window the reason I'm telling you this is because I don't want to beef up flourish and then come October you feel like there's famine in the land and you look out your window or you look at your situation and you feel like this is not going the way I thought that it was going to go and I'm sure that that Isaac there were times when he felt like God you told me to stay here but it looks like over there is so much better in Egypt they had aqueducts and they built reservoirs and they had a sewer system and they had all this this opulence they had the, the the fruit trees and the fig trees and the olive trees and he said don't be tempted to get out of position because if you get out of position then you'll get out of my presence your next two blanks there it says if you get out of position you will get out of his presence God says he says I'll bless you in this land in this land, if you'll stay in this place, he says, I'll bless you. You fixing me? Thanks. You're my helpmate. That's what the Bible says. That's what it says. He that finds a good wife finds a what? A good thing. That's exactly right. Thank you, dear. If you get out of position, you'll get out of his presence. He says, I'll be with you. In that land. And I'll bless you. Where at? In that land. In the lion's den. I'll bless you. In the fiery furnace. I'll bless you. How many of you remember Jacob? He's wrestling with that. Uh, Jacob's wrestling with the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord is wrestling with Jacob. And they're going back and forth. And he says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And the angel of the Lord is trying to get away from Jacob. And Jacob says, I will not let you go until you bless me. So there was a struggle. There was some opposition. So there was some adversity there. And, and, and for us to flourish, I don't want you to think that you'll go through this thing without something trying to stop you or shake you or keep you and you're going to be tempted you'll be tempted to say I need to leave this place to go to that place because that's going to better serve my needs I need to, to make a, a geographical change but God says if you'll stay where I told you to stay I'll bless you let's finish really let's finish the story it says do not go down to Egypt Live in the land which I tell you, dwell in this land, I'll be with you, I'll bless you and your descendants, I'll give you these lands, I'll perform an oath that I swore to you, I'll make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven, I'll be, uh, I will give your descendants all the lands and the seeds of the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Skip down to verse 12, it says, and then Isaac sowed in that land. And he reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man began to prosper and he continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Isn't that a great verse? And he doesn't even tell him, call him by name. He calls him the man. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you're the man. 
You are the man. You're the man. Come on, say it like you mean it. Look him in the eyeball. You're the man. Just kidding. The man, he began to prosper in where? In the land. Which land? The land of famine. You look out and you say, man, it doesn't seem like my business is doing as well as I thought the pastor said that it was going to be. Don't get out of position. Get out of position. You'll get out of his presence. And you start looking to people and looking to circumstances. But your flourish is not in the circumstances. Your flourish is in you. You are the flourish. Hang in the famine. He says, I'll bless you there. Your ability to flourish is in you, not in your circumstances. Isaac sowed in the land and he reaped in the same year. What's that mean? Suddenly. Just suddenly. How long did it? How long was he there? I don't know. He may have been there a little while. But suddenly something happened that he reaped a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper, continue prospering until he became very prosperous. And he had possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, and a great number of servants so that the Philistines envied him. In other words, now his blessing, his, uh, his, his prosperity is becoming apparent to other people. And it kind of rubs them the wrong way. And if you keep reading the story, the Bible says that, that whenever he would dig a well... And the well was, was the avenue of them to be prosperous. Because without a well, you couldn't take care of your flocks and you couldn't irrigate your, your, your crops. So he would dig a well so that he could continue to prosper. And the Philistines would come behind him and fill up his well. It's kind of aggravating, huh? He would dig another well. They would come behind him and they would fill up that well. So there may be times this year when it feels like that you're about to experience a breakthrough and then it just seems like somebody is filling up my well. But the Bible says finally he dug a well and they could not fill it up anymore. But what I want you to see there, the main thing I want you to see in this first verse is it says that Isaac sowed in that land. What's that mean? Well, Isaac didn't just stay in the land. He sowed in the land. I mean, I know there's a difference between just staying in a place and actually sowing in a place. Well, I do come to church. Yeah, but just to go to a church is different than actually sowing into a church. Just being married is different than investing in a marriage. Having babies is different than being a dad and being a father. So whatever the situation here, Isaac said, I'm not just going to stay where God told me to stay. I'm actually going to sow in that land. I'm going to invest in that land. I'm going to take, it's going to take some blood and some sweat, and some tears, and I'm going to have to get out my shovel, I'm going to have to build some rows, I'm going to have to dig some wells, there's going to be things, what's that mean? Listen, in 2015, for you to flourish, it's going to take more than you just being there. Well, y'all put your hankies up. Just put them up. You ain't going to need them. Put the hankies up. Ain't no waving the hankies, right? Because we think flourish is like, flourish is going to be awesome. No, you may be in a lion's den before this baby's over. Flourish ain't got to do nothing. He's going to make it rain. No, he's not. The only thing he's going to rain on is your crops that you had to put in the ground. You had to till the land. You had to, to, to reap the harvest. So there's effort involved. So the first thing I told you, I said, I said listen, I want your expectation to rise. But I also want your resolve to rise. In other words, I don't care come hell or high water. 
I did just no matter what, in famine, if I'm wrestling, if I'm in a furnace, if I'm in a lion's den, whatever it is, I have an expectation and a hope that I will grow as long as I'm in the appropriate conditions, I will vigorously grow. And it doesn't matter what the outside looks like. The verse I'm going to close with and we'll pick up with next week is the one I kind of wanted to lead off with. But I felt like the Lord wanted me to start with Genesis 26. And, and it's just not as fun as Psalms 92. Because he leads off with famine. And I want to lead off with flourish. But you can't flourish if you aren't willing to stick it out in the famine. You aren't willing to sow and stay where he told you to sow and stay. Then you'll be out of his presence, out of his provision. And it's not that he can't bless you, doesn't want to bless you. You're just not in the right position. My wife t- t- takes a little jujitsu, believe it or not. She's bad now, I can tell you. You don't mess with her. She's, she, yeah, I don't want to tell you all this. She's actually my bodyguard. She's like a sleeper cell. Y'all know what a sleeper cell is? She's like one, all the king's men. She's one of those people. Y'all don't know it, but with just one thumb, just one move, and she'll put you to sleep. I'll just be walking through the house. She just like she just hits me. I don't know where she hits me. She just puts me down. She's amazing, just amazing. So, you know, we watch a little bit of MMA, you know, watch a little bit of that stuff on TV. And she took these classes, you know, for six or eight months, a year or something. I don't know. I made her quit because I got tired of <laughs> I started getting scared. <laughs> so you're going to quit. You call that man. Tell him you ain't coming no more. Uh, but she's always talking about, you know, you got to be in position, you know. We're watching it. He's like, he's out of position. He can't finish the move from that position. He can't win from that position. He has to be over here in order for him to win. Listen, and, and we, we like to be in our own position, our own place where it's comfortable. We really want to be in Egypt, right? That's really where we want to be because it seems like Egypt has everything that me and my family needs for us to do well. But Egypt is not the place where Isaac was told. God told Isaac, he said, you sow, you invest, you work, you stay in this land and I'll bless you that I swore to God myself. He actually says, I can't swear to anybody greater than me. How many of y'all remember swearing when you were a kid? How many of y'all remember how elaborate you would get with your swear? I swear, I swear on my mom's ribs or whatever, you know, we like... I swear on her spleen. I swear on my grandma. Am I the only one? Was it just the boys? You did. Thank you, Dennis. Yeah, it's like you just like, I swear on this. Well, I swear on this. Well, I swear on this. Well, I swear on this. We would like get real elaborate with our swears. But God here, he says, listen, I swore an oath. I swore, I made a vow, a promise. And he says, if you won't get out of position, you won't get out of my presence. And I don't care what the circumstances look like. He says, I'll bless you in this land. And he did. And he said, in in that year, he received a hundredfold and he prospered. The Lord made him prosperous and he was very. Come on, there you go. He was very prosperous. Psalm chapter 92, I'll close with this. You know, I've got several translations I'd like to read it in, but I may not get to all of them. We'll just start with the regular old uh, King James Version. Not King James, New King James. I'm not, put it up there, Christian. You got it. I'll read it off the screen. 
the righteous, go all the way to 15, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Why did he say palm tree? Oh, you'll find out next week. The righteous shall flourish. I had to ask the Lord. I said, why a palm tree? Why not, why not something else? Palm trees are paradise trees. How many of y'all like going to? Well, he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Why a cedar? We'll see. Those who are planted, here's your conditions, favorable conditions. You remember that? Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts. You could say presence of our God. Something there we'll have to unpack and look at next week. They shall still bear fruit in their old age. I need an amen on that one. They shall be fresh. Woo! Yeah. And this is just New King James, but we ain't even got to the good stuff yet. They shall be fresh and flourishing to, to declare that the Lord is upright. To declare. We'll look at that. Can't get to it all today. He is my rock. There is no unrighteousness in him. Put New Living up there. I got I to gotta close, but I want to read. New Living says, But the godly will flourish like palm trees and go strong like the cedars of Lebanon. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house and they flourish in the courts of the presence of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit and they will remain vital and green even in winter. They will declare the Lord is just. He is my rock. There is no evil in him. Listen, I don't care how old you are or how young you are. You think, I'm too young. I'm too old. Listen, I'm telling you. Good stuff. Last one, Psalms chapter 92, verse 12 to 15. It's in your worship guide, the Amplified. The uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, will be long-lived, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. Planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God, growing in grace. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap, of spiritual vitality and rich in the verdue of trust, love, and contentment. They are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. My goal was for faith to rise in your heart for this year. 2015 would be a year of flourish. But I don't want you to assume that it will go without opposition or without effort. You will be opposed and you will have to sow in that land and stay in that land if you want to flourish. Let's pray together this morning. Thank you, Father God, so much for the entrance of your word. Giving light, understanding. Thank you, Lord, for the grace of God upon us as hearers of your word. Thank you Lord that we. Contend. To flourish. We're willing to flourish. That we're willing to sow and stay. And to resist any opposition. That it'll be a year. That we flourish. If you're here you've never been saved or born again. You need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I also felt like you know earlier. That, that if you're here you just you just need. Uh, strength or you need to let go of 2014 there's things that happen there that, that you uh, you're, you're tempted to hold on to that Egypt you're tempted to hold on to that and not 
invest everything in this land or this time. Listen, if there's things in 2014, you said, maybe even beyond that, maybe it was in 12 or 10, something that happened years ago. Listen, in order for you to flourish, there'll be things you'll have to forget. And if you can't forget certain things, if you can't forgive certain things, it'll hinder your flourish. If you're here, there's things you say, I need to forget some things. I need to forgive some things. I need to let go and not be longing for something else. Maybe you're here and you said, there's something uh, that I need to get off my heart or my life concerning uh, my ability to flourish in 2014. I'd like to pray with you, pray for you. If you're here and you say, uh, whatever it is, you say, I need to be saved. I need to be born again. Maybe you're here and you say, I need to be uh, restored to the Lord. I used to walk with Him. I no longer walk with Him. And I would like to uh, restore that fellowship uh, as I move into the new year. Or maybe you're here and you say, it's, it's something in my own heart, my own life, my own decisions that I need changes that I need to make so that I can go forward. I'd like to pray with you, pray for you. If that's you, I'd ask you to uh, raise your hand if that's you. I'm going to ask you to stand up. Many of you got your hands up. Just stand up right where you are. Uh, I'm going to pray for you and uh, pray with you. I don't always have people stand. I don't always have people do certain things. But uh, I'll tell you, it was a little bit uh, strong that I, I felt like before we ever had service this morning that the Lord would, would, would have me to have you come down here So uh, if you would, you're already standing. If everybody in here would just go ahead and stand up. But those of you that are standing for for this, uh, you, you would like prayer. I'd like you to come down here and my wife and I would like to pray for you personally. So if you would, Terry, those of you that came, I know you may be a visitor, but that's all right. Certainly not trying to call anybody out or embarrass anybody, but felt like this is what the Lord wanted to do. So we do what the Lord wants us to do regardless. Just stand right here. I'm going to pray with you, pray for you. And uh, I'm going to place, place my hand on you if you don't mind. I'd like to pray for you and bless you uh, before we go this morning. Let's, uh, everybody, if you would, bow your head, close your eyes. We'll pray together, make this confession of faith. And then I would like to pray, pray for them. Let's say this together. Everybody say, Father God, I believe. I confess that flourish this year is my destiny. It's your destiny, your calling upon my life. I repent of all my sins. I confess Jesus died for me. He arose for me. He is my Lord. He is my King. And I thank you for that sacrifice. And I receive this word, your word, to flourish this year. I forget those things which are behind. And I press to those things which lie ahead. I thank you for your hand, your anointing upon my life. Thank you.